another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. If you pick up any newspaper or log on to any news site, you'll see no doubt that the buy now, pay later businesses are all the rage at the moment. The listed businesses in particular are skyrocketing and are now worth many hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. A business that sits off to the side of that category is defer it. It's not a buy now, pay later site, but it is a way of deferring your bills to give customers a little bit extra breathing room every month, particularly during tough times. And I'm very pleased to say that the founder and CEO of Deferit, Jonty Hersowitz, is on the line with me now. Jonty, welcome to the Unicorns. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, let's get to the basics. What is Deferit? So at its, at its simplest form, Deferred is a bill budgeting platform. Uh, the other way um, people generally describe us is buy now, pay later, but for your bills. Okay, so how did it all get started? Where did the idea first come from? So it, it, there's a long story and there's a short story. Which one do you want to hear? Well, well, let's go with a long story. We've got a bit of time. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah, so... Um, I was working in a finance firm and essentially um, I was looking to do another business with someone else and it was in the property space and kind of that business didn't really um, go anywhere. But during the course of those discussions, when I was chatting to people, everyone were like everyone I spoke to always complained how they had to pay like water bills or strata levies or uh, like all these outgoings. And they, and they, everyone, everyone was kind of like um, saying that they wish there was a better way to budget for them. And so I think that was always kind of like in the back of my mind and where it went to, um, I was, uh, went on a trip with my, who's Matt, who's now my co-founder. Mm. And while we were on that trip, we were talking, um, about, you know, expenses. And I think he got hit with like a car rego and uh, I had a really big ele- electricity bill. So when it all came together, um, we, I basically said to him, you know, like buy now, pay later is doing really, really well. And we could see that trend happening about two and a half years ago. It was doing really well then as yeah. well. Now it's even yeah. harder. And yeah, basically we said, what happens if we could take the best aspects of buy now, pay later and transpose it into a category for things people have to pay, which are their bills. And so when we came back to Sydney from our trip in WA, um, the first thing we did was we took an Instagram account out, we coded up a website and this was probably like the most significant thing. I remember it was probably Feb or March of 2018. Yes. Literally just off an Instagram um, page, someone literally found our website and like it was, it didn't look like it looked today. It was pretty like, pretty, <laughs> pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have put my details into it if I came across it. And they lobbed us like a $900 electricity bill. We were just like, so stoked. <laughs> we just went and paid it. Like we didn't do any of the like, like the like checks of like is this the right amount we're just so happy to just pay it <laughs> oh you're so, so excited to have your first customer so excited to have our first customer i think that's the toughest part when you're doing a startup is just like getting product market fit at the beginning um yes. and yeah we didn't really like we just wanted a customer <laughs> that, that was like the first the first need um but you know the most amazing thing is i actually checked a, like a couple of weeks ago that customer is still with us and has done about like 33 bills or something. So it's 
pretty amazing when you think about it. But that that's kind of the genesis of the story. So how does it work? You get a bill, you log on, take us through the the workflow of the business. Yeah, so look, it's it's like when we set out to do it, the first mission of the business was number one, we wanted to help people. And the second way, um, like the, the second thing about it was we wanted it to be really, really simple. So the way it works now is a user will come onto the site. Um, they'll basically upload their bill. Once they've uploaded their bill, they just tell us um, and they can upload it either by taking a picture or if it's a PDF or an email bill, dragging it across or uploading it from their phone. Yeah. And they tell us how much they want us to pay for them and on the date and they hit next and it's done. So the whole the whole thing can be done in pretty much less than 10 seconds. Um, and it's literally yeah, that quick. It's literally that quick. And then the experience is obviously we pay their biller that amount up front and then they pay it back to us in four equal installments with no interest or late fees. Okay. And is there uh, like a minimum bill or a maximum bill? What's what's sort of the the size range the in in terms of amount? So the accounts you can get up to two thousand dollars in balance. Um, so you could put up, for example, like a five hundred dollar electricity bill, maybe a three hundred dollar car rego, and you can use that all the way to go up to your balance. Yeah. Generally, when we get new customers, um, because we don't know them as well as we do with a recurring customer, we'll start them off on a balance between three to five hundred dollars, and then the more bills they upload and pay pay us back, that can start to s- slowly increase over time. Okay. And so what was the, you know, the idea of just helping people? Because often everyone would know this, you get a bill and then you get a few others piling up up on top of that. It all seems to happen all at once where things break down, you get a few bills and it, you're right, it does become pretty hard, doesn't it? Well, I, th- I think the crazy thing was Matt and myself both worked in finance. I think we were both in fairly well-paying jobs and there were months where I w- like we would break even. And so... If that's kind of an experience we were having, then what does the average battler do? And how does the average person um, who's maybe on a, on a lesser income, how do they manage? And when you actually look at the options that they had available to them at that time, they weren't great. It's personal loans with high interest rates, credit cards where the debt revolves and compounds uh, with an interest rate. Um, it's just the, the options are really, really bad. And so... Matt, Matt particularly comes from a very um, social driven kind of aspect to this business. I think that's pro- probably the main reason he wanted to do it. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing he said to me was, I will only do this if it helps people. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of what drove us at the beginning. I think the really significant thing is, and it's kind of mind boggling when you actually look at the consequences for people who actually are late in paying a bill. So like across telco, for example, the average lay fee is like $14 if you miss, yeah. if you miss your payment. And then obviously some industries have pay on time discounts, not all, but if you actually factor it in and, and we know from the data, we have that people before this product existed were late in paying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would just suffer in massive penalties. So it, it, it really addressed the need and it kind of kind of helped for that. You mentioned before that uh, I think your first customer has, is now a long-term customer that they've paid in excess of 30 bills with you. Is that what you find, that once customers get to use it, they like it and um, they, they use it for multiple bills? 
Yeah, so it, it's it's interesting because of the nature of the product. I think once we get someone for one bull, so they'll they'll have a need at the moment when they'll probably use us. So it's I don't have enough on this fortnight to pay for this X bull. The moment they've used us for that bull and there's and and they've had that experience and they go through and they see how easy it was and they actually see we paid the bull it starts becoming kind of a central platform for them to actually budget all their bulls in that one place. So we start seeing over the next coming months, few of their other bulls starting to come in. So we have a really high proportion of recurring customers. So once we generally get someone, they kind of stick with us and for the long term. Okay. So, so give us a sense of, of how many customers um, that have, that have used the platform or are using the platform since inception. Yeah, so at the moment we have about 200,000 um, on the platform. Uh, in any given month, roughly about half of those will be using it um, for a given month. And pretty much of those that are using it, they'll recur quite highly. highly. So I think the recurring rate's around 85 or 90%. Mm. So would could you could you try to guesstimate how many um, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in bills you've paid off since you began the business? I think last time I checked, it's it's roughly around the eighty mil um, in bills paid mark. Um, today. 80, eighty million, eight zero million, eight zero million on the platform today in, in two and a half years. So how do you afford that? How do, how does um, how does it work at the at the other end? You you clearly you need you need a source of funding for for you to pay it in in the view to getting paid back. Yeah. So look at at the beginning when we founded the business, it was it was a real. It's this is probably one of the hardest kind of businesses to set up, just because it requires a ton of capital. Mm. And so at the beginning when we set it up, um, we basically our first round was family and friends, and we basically went to people and said, "Hey, if people will use this, we just need funding for basically paying their bills and the rest of the stuff. Like we'll manage ourselves." Um, because that was kind of where the need sat. And then, yeah, as it started scaling, we had to move away from family and friends and move towards more professional investors. And where it basically landed is for the first two years, you basically just raise equity and you have to use the equity that you've raised um, to pay the bills and and use that. Um, Once we were able to prove out that the model worked, that people paid us back, that it was doing all the things that we intended it for it to do um we were able to get debt so a provider basically gives us money um we borrow it from them and then we use that to pay for the bills so that's kind of how we finance it at the moment yeah okay and what about um the scale of the operation um presumably the customers uh are nationwide uh how many staff do you have in the business give us give us some some of the the metrics that you're happy sharing Sure. So yeah, look, we uh, we're Australia wide. We pretty much in every every single state um, and territory. Uh, to, yeah, I think to date uh, it's seventy mil and uh, sorry, it's near the eighty million bulls paid, but it's about four hundred thousand bulls um, paid on the platform to date. We have about I think it's close to forty staff at the moment working um, pretty much all remotely at the moment. Um, with a few people coming in here and there into our office in the city. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, behind the scenes, there's just a lot, there's a lot of work to make the, 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 the wheels kind of and the cogs move from even an accounting perspective. We have so many transactions happening per day and reconciling that and, and just doing all the ops stuff in the background. It, there's, there's a lot of heavy lifting going on. So why do you think uh, the business, not three years old, 
uh, approaching three years. Why do you think it's been so successful thus far? Well, I, I think I think the first thing, if you ask Matt or myself, is it so successful? We'd probably say like we're doing well. I think so. I, th- I think the first thing is we don't view it as like this huge this huge success. I think it's probably because we're in it and it still feels like it's growing and there's lots to do. I think the reason it's I, I think it's the reason it's kind of grown so quickly into this point in this time frame yeah. is it pretty much just solves a need. And I think it's it's really easy when you're in a startup stage to just come up with an idea and be so kind of mesmerized with that idea that you actually just don't launch a product or it takes you ages to launch. <laughs> and when you do launch, yeah. Yeah. you realize there's no traction. And I, in the previous business that I was uh, that I mentioned to you in the property one, think I was like researching and doing stuff for that for eight, nine months. And then when push came to shove, it turned out there was no, there was no like demand for that product. Nothing there. Yeah. And contrast that to this one where basically within like a week and a half of coming up with the idea, we just launched the site and went straight into it. Um, I think it's just really important to test, make sure you're solving the need. And I, I always used to hear that and think it was like absolute nonsense, but it's the absolute truth. Like if you solve a problem, for people and, and your product brings value, people people will come. And I think that's kind of what's happened and why it's kind of moved to where it's moved in this time frame. So as a as a result of the business that you have started, um, is there any um, competition in the market? Anyone else that's popped up doing the same sort of thing or do you still have it all to yourself? Well, I, look, I think we're the only ones in Australia kind of doing it um, purely as a bill budgeting um, deferred payments for bills. There, okay. like, there, there is another company um, which is very well known in the buy now, pay later sector, Zip, which um, they have like a bill wallet in the back of their buy now, pay later um, Zip pay scheme. Yes. And I guess I guess the way we view that is it's um, – it, it's not a direct competitor, but it obviously it has a similar function in that you can kind of break up payments there, whether it's bills or discretionary. We kind of feel like we solely want to focus on helping people with just paying bills, not trying to get them to spend more and help them try to do that. So it's kind of, there's a bit of a mismatch there for us, but um, yeah, those guys do it. And I think they do a fairly good job of it as well. So is, so your business at the moment um, is just bills. That's the business. Upload your bills, get them paid off, pay it back to you. Yeah. So there were there were two criteria which Matt said to me when we were starting it. So the first thing was he said to me, I don't want to have a product that creates debt for people. So the, the main difference, I guess, between yeah. us and buy yeah. now, pay later is obviously if you walk into a store and you buy a pair of jeans with a buy now, pay later provider, you walk out having a debt to them and that debt didn't exist when you walked into the store. Mm. With us, it's very different, right? Because you have an electricity bill with or without deferred, like you have to pay it. It's a pre-existing obligation. So we only deal with things that people have to pay that they would it would come up ordinarily in the course of their life, an essential. Yes. Um, so that's kind of philosophy number one. And then the second thing that Matt said to me was, and this was uh, an area of great debate in the very early days, yeah, go on. no late fees. And yeah. Because we were both working in a finance firm, I said, like, how can you run a product without having late fees and da-da-da-da-da? But he was, he was totally right. Um, it, it, the, the, no, like the, for the product to actually fulfill that original mission, if, if we going out there to save people from having to pay late fees and to manage to pay on time, it made absolutely no sense for us then to have a late fee. So we've had to figure out how to build a product where 
you have try and incentivize the customer to pay you back without having that kind of stick in the background, which is pretty mm. much most companies have that. Right. So then what what then how how do you make money? Is it like a small monthly fee as people pay it off? Yeah, so the way we 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 approached it was we thought, okay, we want to have a product which is super flexible that someone can like switch off at any time. So there's no lock-in. So the way it works is it's kind of like a Netflix kind of subscription, but for your bills. So you if you're using it, you'll pay $5.99 for the month. Doesn't matter like if you're using a thousand or eight hundred, it's a fixed flat fee. And okay. yep. you, can pay, you can pay it off whenever you want. And if you pay it off before the end of the month, on the first of the next month, you don't pay your five ninety nine fee. Um, and as yeah, as I said, if a user is late, we don't charge a late fee. The way we try and incentivize them to pay us back is because we know people are coming back and trying to use us for multiple bulls. We'll just freeze the account and say, hey, until you fix that payment that you missed, you can't upload your new bulls. And we find because people... Um, like they 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 get used to the system they it brings all that value to them that incentive is enough for them to rectify that payment for us rather than having to have a, a late fee just kind of like a negative incentive if you don't pay us we're going to penalize you i was going to ask so what what's the track record of people um who upload bills successfully paying you back and on time so it's 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 at the moment it's um, and we've just gone through obviously this COVID period which was probably quite mm. a test in time but still yes. probably early days because who know what who who knows what will happen next year but at the moment it's really really low like our bad debt percentage is um, much smaller than the listed buy now pay later providers and I think the reason kind of behind that is. When we look at it, there is an overlap. We do have customers that will use us and they might be using a buy now, pay later provider, but they will always prioritize our payments because obviously it's for a bill and it's something they need, especially yeah. if they need to put on more bills um, over those providers. And obviously there's other products that sit above us on the priority list, like a mortgage and, and that, and that's all natural. Yeah. But I think because of the nature of the product, it's not for things people want, but it's for things people need. It just incentivizes people to kind of use it, use it responsibly, use it appropriately. So at the moment, it's been really, really low. And so, who um, who are your customers? Um, is it men, women? What sort of ages? Give us give us a, a snapshot of uh, of some of your customers. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, and someone was actually asking me why I think it's the case, and I. Um, and I was coming up with a few theories, but I'll, I'll give you the, the high-level overview. So it's 70% female, which is super interesting. Mm. And of that, it's it's skewed in the age demographic probably from 30 to 50 as the main cohort um, of that bell curve, where the bulk of that um, bell curve sits. Yeah, And so it's, it's really interesting. And it, it asks questions like, okay, why I'm a little bit more female than male? And it could just be that, you know, maybe females are in charge of the budget more. Maybe females are the ones who are um, tasked with with paying the bills because we can see that the majority of the customer base that are using us are, are are in that family context. They've set up, you know, a home and they're looking to pay their bills. So we don't okay. like yeah. we don't have yeah. a lot of yeah. twenty or twenty one year olds on the platform. With I guess because they don't have that many bills, and probably eminently more sensible than men. <laughs> maybe potentially. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And um, what, what, what are some of the categories 
of bills. You've mentioned the electricity and telcos. What like what what are some of the bills that people actually upload? Yeah, so it it pretty much follows everyday bills essential for life. So like the most popular ones would be your utility, so electricity, your gas, your water bills. Um, the other really popular category is um, car rego. So we, yeah, okay, yeah. A lot of I always wince when that one comes around. Yeah, and I think the reason is it's it's a lumpy quarterly bill, and on average, I think the majority of the population gets paid for nightly. So imagine in a quarter you just get hit with this lumpy bill, and you need to pay it. Um, it's it can be quite problematic. So I think that one translates very well for the platform. Hmm. The and then and then there's a whole range. So we pretty much do any bill. So we get childcare bills, and then a whole range of other ones going all the way down to traffic funds, but. The main ones are those essential bulls uh, for everyday life that um, we see predominantly on the platform. You mentioned COVID before. Clearly, this has been an unprecedented time for everyone. Um, what, what's it been like for you as a business? Obviously, people uh, have lost their jobs. They've lost hours. Uh, a lot of uncertainty, I imagine. Um, but I'll, I'll take it from you. What, what's been the experience for your um, defer it platform. Yeah, so it, again, really, really interesting. So, if you had asked me that question as this whole um, this whole um, thing was unfolding, I would have said the main risk here is that you know because people are losing their jobs and all this stuff's happening. The main risk for us is people aren't just going to pay pay us back. That that to me was the main risk, yeah. Yeah. and pretty yeah. much the exact opposite happened. So. What we saw on the activity on the platform was when all this uncertainty started breaking out, people were actually actioning payments before they were actually due. The activity picked up in terms of like getting ahead more. So we saw people trying to upload bills um, ahead and pay them ahead of due date. So it seemed people were really, really conscious of trying to get ahead, which to me kind of I thought I would have thought it would have gone the other way, right? People struggling and but it didn't. And I, look, there, there's obviously a lot of things happening in the background. There was also government incentives and a few other things. So it's hard to say um, exactly with the currents that were happening, whether that behavior was organic or it's been incentivized through all the, the structures that the government have set up. But yeah, what we saw on the platform was a period where we probably had the best performance from customers paying us back since, since inception, which is pretty remarkable. Mm. So no, no doubt um, you, you've probably had a few people criticise the business for whatever reason. Um, what, what, do you, what do you say to the critics of the business in the sense that, well, if they can't afford, if people can't afford to pay their bills, um, when they fall due, platforms like yours should not exist because they won't, um, you know, they're incapable of paying their bills. Yeah, so I think look, there'll always be there'll always be a healthy kind of debate, and I think the debate really comes from buy now pay later. So yeah, a lot yeah. of controversy around around that, and I think as an extension, because we've adopted the payment method of that deferred payments, and it sits within this category for us, it kind of it's kind of trickled a little bit. I wouldn't say a lot into into what we do. I, I think the main I think the main thing comes when whenever we get. Um, we, whenever we get a bit of criticism or someone says something, it will always it always seems it's kind of based on that bias with the buy now pay later. So the most common one we get is oh this is creating debt or 
It's making it worse for people. But if you actually break it down and you think about it analytically, it's not really creating debt for people because that debt existed. You have to pay the electricity bill with or without deferred. And yeah, it, it's there it, anyway. It's there anyway. And so and then and then the other argument, which is like, oh, it, it so it makes it worse for the user. Well, if they don't pay it to their provider, that they on average going to get hit with a $15 late fee. We have a $5.99 subscription fee. We have no late fees on our platform. And then the, so, they, so then when you start breaking down and you're giving these answers to people, you start seeing their cog, the cogs turn in and they go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and right. then the last, yeah. pretty much the last criticism we'll get is, oh, this is used to kick the can down the road. But it's not really because it's a really short-term product. It's every 14 days you have to make a payment. And if you don't, you can't upload further bills. So whenever someone says this is a spiral into debt or you can kick the can down the road, it's just the product doesn't do that at all. It's just very different. And I think obviously if you come with the approach and you just look at the side and you don't think it through, it can lead to those um, to those assumptions. But we find that we built, we've tried to do a whole education piece around it and on the website in the media section, we built pretty much all those questions around does it kick the can down the road and does it create debt for the consumer, which it doesn't. And really try and build it out to make it really clear for anyone who's a, you know, a consumer advocate or, you know, a financial expert that's going to be making a comment on our product that they're kind of aware of the features and the way it works because, yeah, it doesn't really do any of those things. Okay, so let's let's look ahead. What are the plans for the business uh, for the future, whether it's expanding your suite of products, whether it's into international markets, um, I don't know, potentially a, a public listing one day, who knows, or, um, you know, another another capital raise. What um, sort of give us, give us a sense of uh, where things are going. Yeah, well, I, th- I think like it, it's been it's been an amazing journey just to take it from, you know, an idea between two, two really good friends. Yeah. Um, to uh, like even last year, we hit a really nice milestone. We had one of the main, um, and I'd say a really good VC um, in Australia invest in us and help us start scaling the business. For us, we take a view of um, do one thing and do do it simply. So we're not looking to create millions of different products. We're not looking to do tons of different things. It's pretty much keep the product super simple, stay really focused and keep on scaling it. Um, and at the moment, that's just in Australia. And yeah, for the, for the moment, that's kind of the main goal um, over, over pretty much the next 12 to 24 months. I like it. Sounds fantastic. Um, let's leave it there today. John T. Hersowitz, CEO and founder of Deferit. It's been fantastic catching up with you today on The Unicorns. We thank you very much for your time and wish you all the very best in the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me.